the service of prayer and preaching for the last Sunday of the church year, November 26, 2023. We sing the first five verses of TLH 598, Who Knows When Death May Overtake Me. Bless my dying day. 
This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. reading from Isaiah, the 65th chapter. Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy, and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands.' 
They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy. In all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 39, the antiphon coming from Isaiah 35. of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. O Lord, make me know my end, and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few handbreadths and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the scorn of the fool. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. A reading from 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And a reading from Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. 
As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. While they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with a common responsory found on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. The Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. On the last Sunday of the church year, we hear from St. Paul, For you all are children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. 
There's an old Latin saying, in vino veritas, it means in wine is truth. It describes what often happens when people get drunk. As the body and senses become numb, the intoxicated mouth unleashes the things that are hidden in the heart and the mind. Sometimes these are forgotten by the revealers, but often they wake up regretting that they divulged and made known their thoughts and feelings, and they wish they could have kept them in the dark. While it might be said that truth comes out, it doesn't make drunkenness the source of truth. If anything, drunkenness demonstrates all the more just how deceitful our hearts and minds truly are. Some people get angry, showing that their self-centered wrath and resentment have deceived them into selfish pride. Others get overly affectionate, exposing their hypocritical schmoozing, which masquerades as a deceitful form of love. Others even become sad as they deceive themselves with more self-pity and despair. Certain true things might come out, but these only magnify the great lie hidden within the heart. The great lie that resides there is a spiritual lie. It's the notion that we can hide in the dark and take our refuge within ourselves without paying attention to God's judgment. The Apostle Paul uses drunkenness as a way to illustrate this lie. He also uses sleep to illustrate it. Those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, do so at night. Of course, sleeping at night isn't a sin. This isn't Paul's point. He's simply using the illustration of sleep in order to describe a spiritual condition. This is the spiritual condition of the heart that grows tired of hearing God's word. Such a heart does not take seriously the dangers of sin and unbelief. This heart is in those who call themselves Christians, who figure they know what they believe. They have learned that once upon a time that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world. They learned the Ten Commandments. They attend to the hearing of God's word as much as their habits will allow them to, but can easily be packed into pretty bows with colorful ribbons just waiting for someone to open them. Perhaps even putting the box out for others, convincing themselves that box really is for someone else. In the meantime, they live in the dark. They figure they already know what they believe, yet in reality they very much need someone to teach them. But they resist and resent anyone who would try to teach them anything about God and his word. Sure, they'll let Paul, the apostles, and other ministers play their part and do their religious things, so long as they don't make them examine and perhaps reconsider their own thoughts and feelings. They can look at the box, or add more boxes, but don't question my own box, its wrapping, its ribbon, its size, unless... You are only going to say good things, of course. And you better not even come near to asking about the contents of the box. They wear their cloak of godliness while denying its power. They wear the mask of Christianity, yet all the while they're perfectly content, at peace, and secure within themselves to remain in the dark about what God actually says. There are those whom the Apostle says will be saying peace and security, right before the day of judgment comes and sudden destruction seizes them. Like a woman whose labor pains come upon her and there is no more time left for preparing, there will be no time for those who dwell in darkness to prepare for the light to come. This is an important part of the next season of the church year. Advent is a season of preparation for Christmas. 
While we prepare for the coming of the light, these last days are constantly also in view. Christ, the judge, will appear like a thief, comes in the night to destroy the false security of those who are sleeping. The hearts of all people will be exposed for what they truly are, and the cup of God's wrath will be poured out as a cup of stupor and staggering. These are the foolish virgins whom Jesus describes in his parable. They have their lamps, they have their form of piety, goodness, and purity, but inside they are deceived. They are lying, claiming to be in the light when they sit in the dark about their sinfulness and their need for redemption from sin. They sleep, not in weakness, but in the strength of their own prideful hearts. They hang their hats on their own achievements while they rest their heads on their own works. The wise virgins sleep as well, but this is because they're weak. They still have their sin, which they fall into. In fact, the only difference is they have oil with them. They have the only source of light. They must live in this world of darkness and sin, but they carry with them their flasks of the Holy Spirit working in them through the word of God. This is why St. Paul addresses the Thessalonians. After warning them of the coming judgment, But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light, children of the day. This is the life of the holy Christian church. It is to live in the light as children of the day. It is to watch and pay attention as the light of Christ shines on you. It is to be aware and watchful for the wickedness and dangers of this world. But simply to be alert, be on guard. The light of Christ is already yours. You don't need to earn it or prove yourself to those around you. The opposite of drunk here is to be sober, that is to be on guard, to be awake, to be watchful. The devil wants to take it away from you. He wants you to forget that Jesus died for you. He wants you to lose sight of the fact that God forgives you and does not even count your most shameful sins against you. I know this is easy to forget. Instead of taking our sins and troubles to the word of God, leaving them there at the cross of our Lord Jesus, our sinful nature only wants to compare our sins to others as we retreat into false intoxicating comforts. He wants nothing more than for your love to grow cold toward those whom God has given you to love, which goes hand in hand with not trusting that God's love for you is still warm and bright. Paul admonishes us, who are of the day to be sober. That is to say, don't panic. Don't be given to fear and torment. Instead, remember who you are in Christ. You have been baptized into Christ. This means that you have been clothed with him by covering you with his own righteousness and forgiving you all your sins. He has equipped you with a new garb. He gives you the breastplate of faith and love By faith you trust that God forgives you. By love you forgive one another. This breastplate protects your heart from the devil's attacks. It keeps you from being lured away by self-pity and envy. By the Holy Spirit we sing, My many sins blot out forever since Jesus has my pardon won. In mercy robed I then shall never fear death but trust in thee alone. Not shall my soul from Jesus sever in faith. I touch his wounded side and hail him as my Lord forever, nor life nor death shall us divide. Once in the blessed baptismal waters I put on Christ and made him mine. Now numbered with God's sons and daughters, I share his peace and love divine. My God, for Jesus' sake I pray, 
Thy peace may bless my dying day. In your baptism, you receive the sign of the cross of Jesus both upon your heart and upon your forehead, which marks you as one who has been redeemed by Christ the crucified, with his image imprinted upon you. You can make use of this image. Your faith can rely with all confidence and security upon the promise of Christ who redeemed you from sin, death, and hell. Your love bears with your fellow Christians as you forgive one another and cover up one another's shame. In your baptism, you are also given a helmet, which is the hope of salvation. This means that when you watch and stay alert, you do so not as one who worries, but as one who looks eagerly to the salvation already won for you in Christ. To be a son of light and a son of the day is to have faith in Christ. It is to know your sin, but to take refuge in the forgiveness of sins won for you by our Lord's bitter suffering and death. Those who are of the light and of the day don't have anything to hide. They don't need to. If you know that Christ redeems you of your sins, then you don't need to hide behind a fake cloak of godliness. If you have certain sins that specifically bother you and make you ashamed, then you can be sober about it. Don't look for false affirmation and approval from drunks who are plagued with bad consciences. Instead, seek out wise and trusted Christians who will tell you the truth as they cover your shame with the love of Christ. They might even sit and drink with you not to find truth in the wine, but to speak truth from God's word. With the confidence that, Christ, that God in Christ has not counted these sins against you, you are free to confess them to your pastor in a private way and receive counsel and comfort in God's word. And as a child of the light, you have every right to take full refuge and confidence in God's grace toward you. This is why Paul says, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the keys of heaven belong to you. You don't need anyone to tell you this or write to you about it. That's because you are free. And yet you come together gathering around the teaching of God's word. This isn't because you're enslaved to some kind of ritual and other ceremonies with clerics who are hired to do religious things. You gather around God's word because it edifies you. You love one another because you trust in Jesus and have a sure hope of his salvation. Therefore, as you are edified by God's word, edify one another. Build each other up. Comfort and encourage one another with the gospel. Be honest. Live in the light. When one among you is naive about the deceit of the world and the devil's lies, then be patient with that person. Continue to speak the truth and don't be afraid. Remember that when you eat at Christ's supper, you are confessing his death until he comes again in his glory. Be confident in this confession and be at peace because the blood of Christ has established for you peace with God. This means that whether we are awake or sleeping, we may live together with him. Let us pray. Then may death come today, tomorrow. I know in Christ I perish not. He grants the peace that stills all sorrow, gives me a robe without a spot. By God, for Jesus' sake I pray, thy peace may bless my dying day. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing the last six verses of TLH 598, 
Who knows when death may overtake me? My many sins blot out forever, since Jesus has my pardon won. In mercy robed I then shall never fear death but trust in Thee alone. My God, for Jesus' sake I pray, Thy peace may bless my dying day. Not shall my soul from Jesus sever. In faith I touch his wounded side, and hail him as my Lord forever. Nor life nor death shall us divide. My God, for Jesus' sake I pray, Thy peace may bless my dying day. Once in the blessed baptismal waters, I put on Christ and made him mine. Now numbered with God's sons and daughters, I share his peace and love divine. My God, for Jesus' sake I pray, thy peace may bless my dying day. His body and his blood I've taken In his blessed supper feast divine Now I shall never be forsaken For I am his and he is mine My God for Jesus' sake I pray, thy peace may bless my dying day. Then may death come today, tomorrow, I know in Christ I perish not. He grants the peace that stills all sorrow, gives me a robe without a spot. My God, for Jesus' sake I pray, thy peace may bless my dying day. And thus I live in God contented, and die without a thought of fear. 
my soul has to God's plans consented. For through his Son my faith is clear. My God, for Jesus' sake I pray, Thy peace may bless my dying day. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, send forth your Son, we pray, to lead home his bride, the Church, that with all the company of the redeemed, we may finally enter into his eternal wedding feast. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. God.
first day, Lord, grant while worlds endure, we keep its teachings pure throughout all generations. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 514, The Bridegroom Soon Will Call Us. Bridegroom soon will call us, come to the wedding feast. May slumber not befall us, nor watchfulness decrease. May all our lamps be burning with oil enough and more. That we with him returning may find an open door. There shall we sing in glory our dear Redeemer's face, the long-awaited story of heavenly joy takes place. The patriarch shall meet us, the prophet's holy band. Apostles, martyrs greet us in that celestial land. Their God shall from all evil forever make us free sin and from the devil, from all adversity, from sickness, pain, and sadness, from troubles, cares, and fears, and grant us heavenly gladness, and wipe away our tears. In that fair womb shall never be silent music's voice, with hearts and lips forever we shall in God rejoice. While angel hosts are raising with 
saints from great to least, a mighty hymn for praising the giver of the feast.